0: travel
1: squad podcast we're four friends that grew up together in the same small town we followed each other to san diego and now we adventure the world together
2: one passport stamp at a time
1: we're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures
2: even if it starts with your own backyard i'm jamal
1: Brittany, kim and i'm dana and And we're the travel squad Squad Podcast. podcast
3: so grab your tickets
0: your passport
2: and don't forget your travel insurance
0: and prepare for takeoff
1: hello fellow travelers
2: hey hi. everybody
1: hi hey hey welcome to episode 12 of the travel squad podcast grab your mickey or mini ears because today we're taking you with us to shanghai disneyland
2: Woo! <laughs> i'm so fun yes. for this episode
0: We touched and teased about Shanghai Disney in episode three when we were in China, but we felt like this park deserved its own
3: episode. In this episode, we're going to be giving you inside tips and how to navigate the park to spend your day at Shanghai Disneyland.
2: And touch on the subtle differences between Shanghai Disney versus the American Disneyland slash Magic Kingdom parks. So without further ado... Let's have a magical day, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. A magical episode, excuse me.
0: Magical Magical episode. episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So before you get to the park, where do you want to purchase your tickets online?
2: Yeah, so before we went to the park, even before our trip to China, we bought our tickets online from the Shanghai Disney website. and. It was really interesting the way that they did it because usually when you buy tickets online, you'll actually be able to print your own tickets, but they didn't have a system for us to print the tickets. It was basically a confirmation number and that confirmation number was tied to our names and when we got to the gate, we gave that to them and that's where they gave us the tickets. So a little bit different, but as long as you have that confirmation, that's all you really need and I definitely recommend buying it before your trip, because the last thing you want to do when you go to Disneyland, whether it be in Shanghai, Florida, any Disney park in the world, is wait in a line that you don't have to, which is to buy your own ticket.
1: Didn't Kasha and Ryan, who went with us, buy their tickets at the park?
2: (laughs) Very good point. So our friends, Kasha and Ryan, who we met on our tour to China, they actually were planning to go to Shanghai Disney as well. So we all made it a whole group event since we were going too, And they didn't pre-buy their tickets. So they actually ended up having to wait in line to purchase their tickets.
1: But it all worked out.
2: It all worked out. I think they did the same thing when we were in Tokyo with them too.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> <we> did. <laughs> when we went... The cost of the ticket for a one-day pass for Disneyland Shanghai was only $60. What a savings compared to the American parks. I love it. I, I'm half off.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. When we bought that, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like $60, bucks! What is steel?
0: Yeah. We've looked online, and the prices have gone up. I don't know what they are now, but... Man, was it a steal for us when we went? I think
2: they're about 75 now and since we went, because we went within the first year of it opening. It was a brand new park at the time we had gone. It was literally, I think, month 10 no, or 11. It was
3: after because they had all the one, one year, year memorabilia. No, but, everywhere. but it was
2: one year because it was still with the first year of the park opening. Because we went in June of 17 and I think it opened May. In, in May of 16.
1: May. No, we went in May of 2017. Oh, and it opened June.
2: in June of 16, excuse me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so we we're on months. the 11th month, yeah. But now the price has actually gone up to, I believe, $75. But as with all Disney parks are doing these days, they're actually charging more or less depending on peak season, non-peak season. So your price is really going to vary depending on when you go, but nonetheless going to be substantially cheaper than what you would pay here in the United States.
3: Yeah. And even though everything is in Chinese, you can still get around without any issues. You can't read the signs or hear what they're saying, but... You know, it's pretty much all the same. Keep your hands in the cart, blah blah blah.
2: <laughs> they have English maps, so we're good <laughs> to go. I think anything Disney, they're going to have maps of any language, so you're going to be able to find your way it's around. It's pretty
3: funny to hear all the characters that you know speaking Chinese. Yeah, like when we were on Pirates of the Caribbean
1: and Johnny Depp is talking to you in Chinese in or Mandarin.
2: You know, Mandarin, uh, yeah.
1: Mandarin. And then like even when you're in the the castle and Cinderella is speaking to you in Mandarin, you're just like, "Oh." <laughs> 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 it's
0: so different.
2: But but fun.
0: Yeah. So once you decide that you're going, the next step is deciding how to get to the park. So the four of us, we personally used a cab to get to the park because we were staying 30 to 40 minutes away from the park and the taxi was very cheap. It was only $20 for the whole ride to get the four of us there. So divided by four, that's a $5 ride to Disney.
2: Yeah, it was really inexpensive. And we were thinking at first when I was doing the research before we had gone, again, we were in China on a guided tour. So our tour guide actually advised us against taking the metro, which was my original plan. He said, no, 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 no. You're going to go in the morning. It's going to be during rush hour. Definitely just take a taxi. They're very, very inexpensive. So we took his advice to do that and took the cab instead. So the hotel concierge was able to call us a taxi... We were able to get into it. And one of the things that I would recommend if anybody is gonna go to Shanghai Disneyland or just be in Shanghai in general, our hotel gave us a card that had the address and then on the back of the card in Mandarin, it said, please take me here. And then it was Mm -hmm. the address of our hotel. And it says, I'm staying at this hotel.
3: Yep, so we safety pin it to Jamal's shirt just in case he got lost.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pro tip. Not our hotel, like all the hotels are basically gonna have that business card because they know that the taxi drivers don't speak English and more than likely the, you know, tourists are speaking Mandarin. And if
2: they don't have that card, ask your concierge because a lot of the major hotels will have somebody that can speak your language or English and they can write a card like that for you. But we took that, just if anybody's not going to take the taxi and wants to take something else, you can get to Disneyland via the Shanghai Metro. You would take line 11 or they have several bus lines, line 50, 51 and 52 that take you to Shanghai Disneyland.
1: And that's the Pudong bus line. Correct. So make sure that you get there early, pull a Clark W. Griswold, get there before it opens, before anyone is there and stay until they kick you out. You're not
3: going to want to leave any earlier than that.
2: No. I mean, if you're going to be in China, you can't leave Shanghai Disney early. Get I mean, your Disney. It off. might be the one and only time in your life you're going to be there. So you got to be there from park open to park closed.
0: And before you get to the park, before the park opens, there is a ton of people already there waiting. And so you want to save your spot in line and you want to hold your spot aggressively. Like don't let people cut in front of you because
3: they will.
2: We <laughs> they saw will. <laughs> several people attempt to try to do something like that. And you just got to stand your ground. I've kind of spread out my arms. Like, you will not pass.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember in Tron, there were two girls who were trying to pass us. And I just kept, like, pushing back that, like, are you kidding
0: me?
2: Yeah, like, <laughs> even in the line, inside the parks, people would try to, like, jump you and get in front of you. and well, like, whoa, I'm so in line. So luckily,
0: we were four strong. But once Kasha and Ryan got their tickets, they joined us. And so we were six strong, holding our place in line. <laughs> and then you
1: know what we did when they opened the gates? We ran. Oh, sure did. <laughs> Does that happen
3: at all Disneylands, or was it just Shanghai?
2: I mean, you're always going to find those type of people that are kind of the cutters and want to get the most out of the no, day the running. to do it. Oh, the running! We yeah.
1: ran at Disneyland with
2: our cousin Walid when we took him. Yeah, but I mean,
1: <laughs> I would say
0: it happens at every park.
1: It happens okay, kind of
2: okay. at every park. They try to really enforce it so that you don't strongly here in the American parks. Over there, I didn't really see a strong enforcement to not, but no one's running around all day it's just kind of at park opening okay. yeah everyone's all excited so it's that initial let's run in
3: well in shanghai they like to run <laughs> yeah.
1: All yeah that's the major difference i would say like the american parks you run when they open up the gates whereas in shanghai i felt like you constantly see people running all day long that's cool. Flipping around,
0: game strong. We actually, we did that. We were like, let's let's be like the Chinese. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we we ran a little bit.
2: I, I remember at one point, I think we all kind of grabbed hands and did like a little run skip <laughs> and, yeah. and we're like we're having a magical day.
3: Yeah, yes, it was so fun.
0: Hey, squatties! We want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand, fueling your well being while traveling.
2: One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack.
3: We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C.
0: Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon, lime, and tangerine with immune support.
2: It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order, when you shop better hydration today using promo code Podcast at liquidiv.com.
3: Hey, Squatties. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you.
2: We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as National Park trip itineraries including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone.
0: These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is
3: download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage and the time to allot lot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more.
2: Be sure to head over to travelsquadpodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today.
1: As soon as the park opened, yeah, we pretty much went in and we ran to Tron. And I remember Jamal was having a freak out that people weren't running as fast as he was and mm-hmm. just kind of scoffing that they're going to slow us
2: down. Who? You. you well, who was that not uh-huh no <laughs> no i, mean, I mean, i'm still lost on what zayna was trying to say were you saying i was having to freak out at you guys for not keeping pace with me oh, Or i was were you keeping ta- pace with you so who- what are you talking about
1: that you were frustrated that people weren't keeping pace with us
2: oh that like us kim Brittany, kasha ryan is that what you're talking about
3: that's what i'm talking about
2: i don't recall that
3: that's you cool. never seem to recall your <laughs> because freak I, think
2: outs. You guys, I think you guys over exaggerate them. They're not freakouts, but <laughs> nonetheless. We're having a magical episode, a magical day, so we don't need to highlight on any of those type of freakouts, if anything. But one thing that I just want to touch on, obviously, this is a Disneyland park. It is in Shanghai. So to quote the tagline of Disney, how they describe the park, distinctively Disney, yet distinctively Chinese. So a lot of things are the same, but a lot of things are different about the park. There's still going to be your castle at the center. There's still your... Your fantasy land, tomorrow land, but that's really kind of where it ends for Shanghai Disneyland. When you enter the park, they have something similar to what we have here in the United States, which is gonna be Main Street USA, but over there, they don't call it Main Street USA, they actually call it Mickey Avenue. And on top of that, anyone who's a Disney geek such as myself who listens to this is going to know the typical hub and spoke wheel, which is indicative of any Disney park, which is the center in front of the castle that just leads out to all the lands. Well, instead of having the traditional hub and spoke like they do in all the Disney parks... Here they actually have what's called the Gardens of Imagination in front of the castle, which is an 11-acre garden that features the 12 animals of the Chinese Zodiac. And what's unique about this, too, is in this area they actually have rides. So they have the carousel as well as Dumbo out there, whereas in other Disney parks they don't. We didn't
3: get to go on Dumbo?
2: I think we bypassed Dumbo. What? What? I know. What the hell? We were busy doing all the big rides. We got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to go back in general, definitely. But on top of that, too, there is no Adventureland. They have an Adventure Isle instead. And instead of Frontierland, there's a Treasure Cove. So a lot of similarities, but some differences as well.
0: And just one thing to know they don't have major staple attractions such as Space Mountain, it's a small world or Jungle Cruise in the Shanghai Disney Park. You'll find them in the parks in America, but you will not find them in Shanghai Disney.
2: Another thing that Shanghai Disneyland does not have is Haunted Mansion. And the reason why they do that is to avoid references to departed spirits and the afterlife. Because the differences between traditional Chinese and American culture is those topics are taboo in Chinese culture. So that's why there's no Haunted Mansion.
3: What rides does Shanghai have that the American parks don't?
2: So, great question. The one that we absolutely loved was Tron, which they had. It's their version of Space Mountain. So over in Asian countries, Japan, China... Tron the series is quite popular so they actually have that as their version of Space Mountain but instead of it being through space and you're in a rocket you're on your light cycles that's where Zayna claims I had a freak out with people not being able to keep up
3: yeah I don't I mean, recall I it. had a freak out on the ride that was yeah. scary
2: well you're yeah. scared of roller coasters <laughs> are you not Kim
3: yeah I'm not into them and this one went upside down right no no,
2: no.
1: not this one. Oh, okay so Tron was the first ride that we went on and you do have a locker there to put your stuff because you can't take
3: your stuff onto the ride. So we- Because it does go like it does a turn that basically puts you upside down, even yeah. though it doesn't.
2: Yeah, but to touch on what Zayna was saying about the lockers. Realistically, this is their version of Space Mountain, but you're not sitting in a rocket style car. If anyone's familiar with the Tron series, they have their light cycles, which are pretty much motorcycles that they actually race on. And so the ride vehicle is set up to be like a motorcycle so you're really bent over so there is no floor for you to put any of your belongings so before you go in they do have complimentary lockers for you to put backpacks and things like that there is a little cubby if you will, where you can maybe put your phone that opens up on your ride vehicle. But that's really about all the space it has for you. Any big bag, they're not gonna let you take on. There's no place to put it on the floor. You have to put it in those lockers. But when I rode that, holy shit, I said to myself, why don't they have these in any of the American parks?
1: It was so fun.
2: I loved it. I loved getting off and seeing the photos and just seeing Kim's face being a fucking scared shitless <laughs> in the mm-hmm. photo.
3: Danger Ninja. Danger yeah. Ninja.
1: You know what, though? She pushed past her fear and she didn't let her fear make her decision
3: for I her. I think I wanted to sit out and you guys wouldn't let me.
2: Yeah, I can't even believe you were talking crazy like that. You were thinking like, <laughs> oh, let me just sit out on the ride. So we forced you and then you ended up loving it, right?
3: No, I, f- I hated it the first time. But then we went again, and I was like, "Okay, it's not that bad." And then we went again, and I was like, "Let's go again."
1: (laughs) I loved when we got off, and this is the first time that we wrote it, right? And so Jamal, Brittany, me, Casha, Ryan, we're like, "Oh my gosh, that's so amazing!" And like, you look at Kim getting off, and she's like shaking, and she's like, "Look at my hands, guys," and her hands are white because she was holding on so. Her knuckles were white
2: holding on to the motorcycle handles.
0: Yeah, she was such a trooper. I love it. You know, when you go on other rides and you get scared, you get to like hold on to someone else. And on Tron, you really don't because you have to mount the light cycle, which is like the motorcycle and they lean you forward. So you're reaching forward to grab onto the handlebars and that's your only security. So if you get scared, you like, you can't move. There's Mm -hmm. no moving out of the position you're in. Yeah, because there's a back
1: on you, too. Like, it's pushing. Like, you're not just, like, riding a bike, like, riding a bike. Like, you're the strapped seat. in on the back.
0: Yeah. The seat pushes down and it kind of straps you into place. But you can't reach out and, like, grab someone's hand and, like,
3: hold Well, on. we did raise our hands up in some of the pictures. Y- yeah.
0: <laughs> but you're not, like... I can hold on to you because I'm scared.
3: Yeah. Well, I would have held your hand if you wanted me to hold your hand.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, Tron was their version of Space Mountain. I loved it. The good news is Magic Kingdom at Disney World is actually building themselves a Tron. Brittany and I were just in Magic Kingdom and there we saw the construction, but unfortunately it was not open while we were there. And I'm highly disappointed about that
1: gotta make another trip
2: but bringing it to America that's the good news
1: yeah so what was your guys' favorite ride?
3: Pirates of the
0: Caribbean
2: Ooh.
1: I would have to
0: agree
1: that's
2: <laughs> tough I mean I really love Tron but I will agree with you guys on Pirates of the Caribbean
0: it's completely different than what the layout is in America. The layout in America is very slow and... 20 minutes long. 20, yeah, <laughs> very slow and long. Like you could fall... I mean, like I love it, but you can fall asleep on it. Where this was just such an interactive experience where you're... One, you're in a larger boat. And two, they put you in a room where... It's all digitalized movie clips on the screen and you feel like you're in the movie yeah. and it starts to move the boat. So like the boat, you know, in the Americas just goes forward. This boat went forward. It went backwards. It went through a little scene where you get swept under another boat.
1: Very mm-hmm. multi-directional. It was
0: so cool. I think we passed by fire, too. When the boat
1: blew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. it passed it by exploded fire. Exploded. I mean, the exploded. boat blew up. I was I like, mean, wait, am I on the wrong ride?
2: The way that Jamal looked at me, I was like... Well, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize what you were trying to say, pass through fire. But no, yeah, there is a scene. So any Pirates of the Caribbean ride that you've ridden, if you've been fortunate enough to be in Disneyland Paris or Tokyo Disney or any of the Disney parks here in the U.S., whatever you think you know about Pirates of the Caribbean, throw it out the window. This ride is completely different on a whole nother scale so like Brittany was saying there is some traditional scenes but for the most part everything is through a visual screen that i mean it's so hard to explain you have to experience it but one of the coolest parts like you said there is a battle scene where you're between the two ships and it's almost like the ships squeeze in on you and that's when the fireball explodes and then you fall and have the big drop it's really intense.
1: Yeah. My best friend is a Disney enthusiast and I remember him telling me that this looks super cool and you can see video footage on YouTube. So I did watch video footage on YouTube before we went and I still didn't really understand it. And it's not until you're on it that you're just like, wow, this is amazing.
3: It was right after Tron that we did that one. I was scared thinking it was going to be another roller coaster. So the whole time I'm like on edge freaking out. And then we go through it and I was like, that's so cool. Let's do it again so I can relax this time.
0: One other thing that sets it apart from the parks in America is there is a photo opportunity on this ride.
1: Yes. And the photo comes at the moment that you least expect it.
2: Yeah, it's when you fall. And what's interesting too about the fall Is that's where they actually turn the boat around and you fall backwards. So like Brittany was saying, you move forward, sideways through the ride. But this time, they actually will turn the boat around and you fall backwards. And that's when the photo photo is taken. taken. I know we just touched on the ride, but wasn't it when we were in line for Pirates when you guys bought your Mickey ears?
0: I think it? it was.
1: I don't have Mickey ears, guys, but now I do because uh, they sold them to me for a dollar in the park. Mm-hmm. So that's a big difference. In the United States, you will never find people selling counterfeit ears. But in China, like <laughs> it is like they don't even try to hide it. It's so obvious that these are counterfeit, but you know that they're counterfeit because the ears are closer together, whereas the true ears have a little bit more um, space. space
3: between them. I went to the store and bought some um, because I got pink ones. It's like they're pink and bejeweled.
2: Do you remember how much the real ones that you bought from a Um, real vendor was in there? They were
3: like I think they were like 20 bucks.
2: Oh, so kind of on par with the American prices. But
3: maybe they are 15, I don't know. Okay. but it was a lot more than one dollar. Yeah. yeah,
2: so That's Brittany sure. bought a pair for a dollar. And she <laughs> so still had that a pair. pair.
3: I do have a pair, but I figured why
0: not buy a different style for a dollar? Now you have two pair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Another one of the really cool rides that they had over there was soaring over the horizon. So this ride, I don't know if it's unique to Shanghai. So here in California, we have soaring over California and originally it's a ride where you're in front of a giant screen and literally soaring over scenes that take place in california through yosemite over the ocean big sur other places like that and they have that ride in florida just as well at epcot but they redid it to be soaring over the horizon which shows lots of scenes from everywhere in the world now i know that The Disney parks here in the United States, we're going to be moving to that model. But I don't know if the Shanghai Disney has different images than what they have here in the U.S. since they've redone that.
1: And just to specify, soaring over California is at California Adventures. That's I couldn't think of it. It's at California Adventures. It's not actual Disneyland.
2: Right. But 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 Disney Disney ride ride, nonetheless. But that was actually the longest line that we waited in that day.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was like 60 minutes to 90 minutes. It was a long wait.
2: I really thought Tron was going to be the longest, but it wasn't.
1: Yeah. But I mean, Tron and Pirates of the Caribbean, personal favorite, those were top for me. What about that Buzz Lightyear? Oh, I love Buzz Lightyear too. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't help. Oh, my goodness. You guys, here in in California, Disneyland, I got over a million. And that was the time that the pictures weren't working. And it says lost in transmission. So to this day, I swear I've gotten over a million, but no (laughs) one believes me.
0: Jamal got over a million on this one. They had way better laser guns at this Disney park than they do at the one in California.
2: Yeah. So for context, to get a million at California, Disneyland, really, really tough. I've never been able to do it. So when Zena says she did it, you know... I did, I swear. A little skeptical. <laughs> we're not really skeptical. We give her a hard time because they lost the photo on that one. But here at the Shanghai Park the guns that they have or the laser cannons, whatever you want to call it to shoot at the targets, they're a lot better. You can actually see the laser coming out of it. So it helps you with your target aiming and you can get a lot higher scores. So I scored over a million, but I'm not impressed with it because of how easy those target guns are to use.
3: We did that ride a few times.
2: I
0: love that ride. I enjoyed it so much more in the Shanghai Disney Park because I could see what I was actually aiming at and knew that I was actually aiming at correct things. I feel like in Disneyland, it's very difficult to know if you got the points or not.
2: Not only that, like I said earlier, Brittany and I were just at Disney World and at Magic Kingdom Park at Disney World. Their Buzz Lightyear, oh my gosh so hard. I couldn't even crack like 5,000. Their shooting cannon is so hard to actually use. You can't even lift it up or off. So I agree with Brittany's sentiment when she says this is the best Buzz Lightyear of all the parks. And just for a little bit of context for our listeners, Brittany and I have been to every Disney park except for Hong Kong.
1: Yeah. And what I love about Buzz Lightyear, well, one, okay, a little bit of context. Kim and I rode together. Kasha and Ryan rode together. So of course, Jamal and Brittany are going to ride together. And at the end when you look at the pictures there's Kim and I looking all over the place trying to find you know I mean you just forget about the camera right so Kim and I are looking in different directions and then Jamal and Brittany's picture come up and it's just so perfectly posed and I don't know how but they always figure out where the camera is on the first time and they have the cutest picture so then that's why we did it several times because Brittany was like oh, I'll write it with Kim and I'll help her find the camera and Jamal will write it with Zayna and we he'll help it. her yeah exactly we <laughs> missed it oh my goodness Yeah, well,
2: we rode it so many times towards the end of the night when no one was left in line. We literally walked right on. Obviously, we had to walk through the whole line queue, but no one was in front of us. It was less than five minutes away. Yeah, Yeah. so it was really great that way.
0: One of the other rides that we rode was the River Rapids, and although it wasn't my favorite ride, it was so much fun. So much fun.
2: (laughs) I loved this ride.
0: It was like the experience,
1: I think, because it was the six of us. And then they put other people on there, too.
2: Well, the four of us with Kasha and And Ryan. Ryan,
1: Right. And then they put other people. And so the people that they put on didn't speak English. And obviously, we don't speak Mandarin, Mandarin. And yet we were... I don't know how to, yeah, like we were, you didn't need language to connect between the two different cultures because we were having so much fun just laughing.
2: I I know what you're saying. You just share that connection of fun with people like it. Transverses language barriers. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, that ride was super fun.
0: And we were scared because before you get on the ride, people are selling ponchos because you can get wet on this rapid ride. And we're like, oh my God, how wet are we going to get? We didn't bring a change of clothes. What are we going to do? And we didn't buy the ponchos because we're saving a buck.
1: (laughs) But someone got off the ride and I stuck my hand out and they gave me the poncho.
3: Yeah. As people were getting off the ride, they were just leaving their ponchos for people. And who wore
2: them? The poncho, I, I think I did. Mm, I wore it. Did you? Okay. I wore it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were all, you know, does no one
1: remember that? No, I just w- remember we had a poncho because we gave it back to the crowd when we
2: got off. And I think I, I'm positive I was the one to wear it because you girls all decided, like, oh, fuck it. Like, you know, if we get wet, we get wet, you know, it's going to be part of the experience. And I was like, oh. I'm carrying the backpack. Like the last thing I want to do is be wet and carry a backpack. So I kind of use that to cover the poncho, but you didn't even need it. I felt like none of us got really soaked on it, but I was the uh, non-gentleman that day and didn't give any of the girls the poncho. I selfishly wanted it. I just
0: want to give a little information about Jamal in general. Jamal hates being wet. He doesn't like getting in cold water. He doesn't like to get in the water at the beach. Mm -hmm. Jamal will take a poncho at any point a poncho Mm is given to him.
2: I hate getting wet.
1: The reason why it was so fun is because you are spinning so fast on this ride. I don't know what it is, but this these rapids like really spin you fast and the water is splashing around, but you don't get wet. You're kind of like a duck. You don't get wet on this ride. And I think that's what made it so funny was because you're spinning mm-hmm. so fast, you see the water splash and everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God, who's going to get wet? And no one
2: Well, there's a way to design water rides to know how high the water comes up to the amount of flow or splash that you're actually going to get. So I think... Probably, and just in China, it's not necessarily their thing culturally to be out and wanna get wet in public. So I think they purposely designed it that way that you don't get super, super wet on it. But I think that's why it was really popular for everyone to have the ponchos, because if you here in the United States, ride Splash Mountain or other water rides, I mean, not that people don't have them, but not in the masses that you saw over there having it. Do any of you ladies remember the backstory of that ride? Or am I the only Disney nerd that knows <laughs> the backstory to that ride?
1: I didn't even know there was a backstory. No. Well,
2: well, with any Disney ride, there's always going to be a backstory. And I love Disney so much that I actually, you know, try to pay attention. Or if I'm about to be going to a park that I've never been to, kind of like read up on it. So this ride is actually in Adventure Isle, which is again their version of Adventureland, but not themed kind of like the jungles or anything exotic like here in the American parks. And so the backstory is the people who are inhabiting Adventure Isle are researchers and they're trying to study the flow of the water off the mountain. And legend has it that there's a creature that actually protects the water coming off of the rapids in the mountain so none of you really remember the giant crocodile creature that takes like a snap at us when we go through the cave in that ride
1: i don't know why but i don't remember that
2: oh uh, well i feel like knowing the background story to any disney ride gives it a lot more context for you to enjoy it but yeah definitely if you were planning to go in or don't want the ride to be spoiled you can look at the youtube but there's a big giant crocodilian like figure that is supposedly the protector of the waters, and he takes a big snap at us. I can't believe it. We were laughing the whole time. It <laughs> doesn't surprise <laughs> me that none of you guys uh, remember that, Then I guess that's just the Disney nerd in me.
0: Well, while we're on the subject of rides in general, Shanghai Disney does have the FastPass system in their park, except it's a little bit different than here in California.
2: For anyone who's not familiar with what FastPasses are necessarily, they are... Tickets that you can get that reserves your spot in line so you can bypass the majority of the wait. So here in California, you actually take your park ticket, you take it to the ride that you want the fast pass for. Now, granted, all rides don't have fast pass availability, but you stick it in a little kiosk and it will spit you out a ticket that tells you your return time. In Florida, they have a very similar structure, but also in Florida, you can reserve your Fast Passes online the day before if you put in your ticket. But at Shanghai Disney, you cannot do that. Their Fast Pass system is different. They actually have one kiosk in each land, and that kiosk is where you need to go to get the Fast Pass. So it's not at the attraction that you want to go to. It's specifically at that kiosk. And on top of that, you could only get fast passes for the rides that are in that land. So, for example, if we were in Adventure Isle, you couldn't get a Tron fast pass at the kiosk because Tron is located in Tomorrowland. So, that's one thing to take into consideration to know how to use their system.
0: And one thing that I learned at the end of the night was they actually have a thing called Disney Premiere Access. And this is a unlimited fast pass that you can use for any ride at any time you don't have to return in a set window time and you do have to pay an upgrade for this and the cost varies on the season but i did see that at the end of the night and i was like oh my god what if we had it wasn't that expensive when we went it was like less than 20 dollars a person and mm-hmm. i thought oh my god what if we had gotten this and gotten to the line of every single ride that day how much more rides could we have ridden
1: Right. We probably
3: would have done Dumbo in the carousel.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we could have done the Soarin' ride probably like three or four times. Well, no.
2: So I think when we first went, they were unlimited. They have actually changed it now to where, again, you can buy a solo Fast Pass for one ride any return time. Or you can buy... For all the rides that have fast passes, but it is not an unlimited use. You get one per ride. So I want to make sure that that's clear. When we were there at the time, it was unlimited, but they have since changed that system. Mm. But nonetheless, it doesn't tell you a time frame that you have to return. It would allow you to plan your day more accordingly to do whatever it is that you want.
0: So after you're running around the park, going from ride to ride, you work up an appetite.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, when are we gonna eat? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, one thing about Disney parks or any amusement park for that matter is i definitely love to find what type of unique foods that they have. And especially in a place like Shanghai or any foreign Disney park, you're always gonna find interesting stuff.
1: Yeah, like right outside of Pirates of the Caribbean, they have seafood churros. Did you try one? I passed.
2: they didn't really give too much of a description other than saying that they were seafood churros so none of us really ate it but the more i looked at the photo and even go back and look at photos online now i don't even think they're churros i think they're actually french fries at the bottom top with seafood and then you know a sauce of sorts but it may be a churro sweet that i'm not too sure so if any of our listeners ever go Mm -hmm. let us know what they taste like i watched some youtube videos where people talk about it and it's Hit or miss but depends on your preference i guess Mm,
1: but you know what else they have they've got mickey mouse pizza
2: we ate some mickey mouse pizza
1: i
3: can't resist animal shaped pizza
2: well i mean any disney park will have the mickey shaped pizza but what distinguished it here was obviously the unique flavors i know i can speak for zayna 100% 100% when I say her favorite was the Peking Duck Pizza.
1: I couldn't get enough. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I'm not a duck fan at all. <laughs> you're
2: not a duck fan after our trip to Beijing, huh?
1: <laughs> after our uh, Peking Duck dinner where I overindulged in more duck than I could eat in a lifetime. Because if you're like me and you want to eat the Peking Duck, not.
2: <laughs>
1: they do have other flavors like they had barbecue pork and pineapple, prawn and crab meat pizza, and spicy chicken pizza.
2: We had a few snacks. We didn't really have a sit-down meal in the park because what did we do instead? I know this was Kim's pet project for our (laughs) Disney trip.
3: So usually when we go on trips, I do look up if they have afternoon tea available. And if they do and we have the time and it works out, I want us to go do it. Brittany loves afternoon tea. We all love afternoon tea. Well, I think Zane is still on the fence. (laughs) But (laughs) this one was pretty cool because it was across the Wishing Star Lake and you had to take a ferry to get there And then when you're there, you have the view from across the lake of the park, which is pretty cute. So at the Disneyland Hotel at the Bacchus Lounge, you can go in there from like 3 to 5 and get your afternoon tea. And it's a tea for two, so we got two of them. You know, most afternoon teas will give you a nice set of sandwiches, scones, all the toppings for the scones, a few desserts... And then your tea. This one was really heavy on the dessert side. And yeah, not
2: a lot of savory items for yeah. this afternoon tea. Yeah, was,
3: um, we did, it came afterwards. with champagne though. It did.
2: And that was pretty cool. It
3: came with <laughs> two glasses of champagne.
2: So, our friends Cash and Ryan, they didn't come with us to do this. They actually stayed in the park and squeezed in a few more rides at a couple things. Maybe they rode Dumbo Kim that time. <laughs> I really don't they know. Did. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't come with us. So, it was just us four. But the afternoon tea, I mean, I won't say it was the best afternoon tea I've ever had, but it was definitely a unique experience to do it at a Disney park, let alone in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. And it made it all the more special because, again, to get to the Disneyland Hotel where it was located in, you had to take that water taxi across Mm -hmm. the lake. It gave you an amazing view when you were at the Disneyland Hotel of seeing Shanghai Disney on the opposite side of the lake. It was really, really pretty, but nonetheless a unique experience to do.
3: They did have the best tea I've ever had in my entire life. The tea that I picked was a vanilla rose black tea and it was so good. I dream about it every day. I've <laughs> never been able to find it since.
1: Just to touch base on like the really important stuff about the afternoon tea, we did mention you get two glasses of champagne, remember? The afternoon tea is for two so it's not like i get two glasses of champagne it's kim gets one and i get one because we split it mm-hmm. good point Zena. so the important stuff <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then so after the afternoon tea we headed back into the park to finish up our day we rode a lot more rides i think at this point we had pretty much ridden everything that we wanted to ride and at this point it was redoing the highlights all over again so that's when we re-rode tron pirates Buzz Lightyear Mm -hmm. over and over again, just as well.
1: Yeah. When we finally ran through the part, wasn't it we were going to meet up with Kasha and Ryan at a certain time? To do the River Rapids one that's right and so we were like oh my goodness guys we have this amount of time before we meet kasha and ryan i think we can squeeze in pirates of the caribbean so do you guys want to make a run for it and we're like okay let's do it so we ran holding hands in a chain
2: <laughs> And that's actually when we did our run <laughs> through the park
1: to pirates of the caribbean and as soon as we get there we find kasha and ryan who had the same ingenious idea So we met up with them early. Yeah. And then
2: we made our way over to the River Rapids.
1: And then we ran in a link holding six hands. I don't (laughs) think so. I'm just kidding.
2: That was really fun. But one thing I also want to mention, too, just kind of going back to talk about some of the differences between Shanghai Disney and other Disney parks. One thing to note is that here in the United States and even in Tokyo and... Paris where they have other international Disney parks. The castle is either usually Cinderella's Castle, Sleeping Beauty Castle. Here in Shanghai it's actually the Enchanted Storybook Castle. And so it doesn't belong to any Disney princess. It actually represents all the Disney princesses. And this is actually the tallest Disney castle in the world at 200 feet, which took over Magic Kingdom in Florida. So really unique castle to see there.
1: Well, how tall is the one in Magic Kingdom in Florida?
2: Like 177. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it beat it by like 20 some odd feet. But nonetheless, it's the tallest Disney castle in the world. And if you've ever been to Disneyland in the smallest castle (laughs) here in california and then i know we talked about food but one thing that i didn't mentioned when we were talking about the food, is rushed eating is not something that is a cultural norm in China. So yes, you can find takeaway food to eat, but a lot of the dining areas are more conducive for families to have long sit-down meals, especially when they come with the elders So grandparents. They like to actually sit and have their meals. So you'll find a lot more restaurants that are catered to be sit-down style than on the go, which I think is a really unique thing as well and more picnic and dining spaces within the park
3: in talking about the castle since we're basically at the end of our night can we talk about the fireworks and the show <laughs> yes it was
0: such a nice show all of the fireworks
3: going off and the big castle in the background it was truly magical it was so magical but they were projecting onto the castle the show
2: do they do that at all the parks uh, it depends on the park I have seen it where they start to do the projections on the castle, but I think what they have in Shanghai was a unique one, but nonetheless, they do have the shows where they project Disney characters and certain scenes onto the castle, and then behind it, you know, you have your strobe lights coming out of the castle, fireworks above, Mm -hmm. and so it was a really magical experience, no pun intended, (laughs) to see the evening show. But after that, that's when we ran to Tron and Buzz Lightyear and re-rode them all like five, six times in a row to close out our night. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So if you guys do go to Shanghai Disneyland, I do recommend staying until park closing. It was completely worth the experience. Yes, we were exhausted, but when else are you gonna be in Shanghai Disney again? And real quickly, let's touch
1: on something super important, the toilets.
2: Oh, yes. We didn't talk about that. Can't get
3: through an episode without talking about toilets. (laughs) Because
1: they're so fascinating. So, you know, if you listen back on episode three, when we were in China, we did talk about the fact that they have the the squat, the holes in the ground where you squat.
2: Traditional squatting toilets. Traditional
1: squatting toilets. Thank you, Jamal. And then in the hotels, of course, you'll find your standard Western Western toilets. So at this park, even though it's barely a year old, you have
2: both. Yeah, they gave you options that you can use. So don't be taken aback if you're going there and thinking, oh, this is Disneyland. They're going to have Western style ones. They do, but only a few, the majority of them in there are still the traditional Eastern style squatting toilets for you to use.
0: And again, we've mentioned this before, but sometimes when there are Western toilets, they will step on the toilet to squat on it. So using the Western toilet might not be the best because there might be shoe prints on
2: them. Could be a little rough Mm -hmm. even at Disneyland, I guess. Any final thoughts about the Disney Park, ladies?
0: Yeah. Shanghai Disney was just so underrated, in my
1: opinion, because I haven't been to all the Disney parks. I haven't even been to the parks in Florida. But this is my favorite Disney park, and it was the least crowded, and it was the cheapest.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was... You know, you guys are really big into Disney, but I'm not. I I love Disneyland, though. But I hadn't been to Disneyland since I was I was younger. I was a kid. And... So I wasn't really that amped up on it i was kind of bummed we weren't going to be going on the river cruise that was the optional tour on our tour that day and i was kind of like "Mm, whatever i guess i'll go with you guys and i am a fucking disney fan now (laughs) i (laughs) love that place i want to go back just to go to that park again
2: no i definitely want to go back just as well and as i mentioned earlier Brittany and I, at least, again, have been to all the Disney parks, except for the one in Hong Kong. Hong Kong, we're coming for you soon. (laughs) But of all the ones that we've been to, by and far, Shanghai Disneyland has been the best. Disneyland here in California will have a special place in my heart. One, because it's the original. Two, it's my home Disney park because we're California natives. But in terms of just best park, in terms of size, space, rides even, I can't even describe Shanghai Disney. You just have to go and experience it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And one last thing I do also want to say, I think we missed this when we were talking about the Fast Passes and the Premier Access where you can actually buy the Fast Passes. If you have the Shanghai Disney app, you can buy them through the app or there is a location on Mickey Avenue when you first enter the park on the left by City Hall where you can buy those passes. So just want to let you know those are the two routes that you can get those if you're going to do the fast passes that way.
1: So after the magical day that we had there in Shanghai Disney, we had to queue up in the line for the cabs. In fact, I think we were going to take the train or what was it, the train or the subway, but it was way too long. (laughs) Yeah,
2: we were going to take the metro back. But when we got there, the line for the metro was just so long that we just ended up getting in the taxi line instead to take a taxi back to the hotel. But one of my fondest memories of the park actually happened when we were in the taxi line.
1: Yeah. So we can't fit six into the taxi. So S4 took one and then Kasia and Ryan took the other. And Kasia and Ryan, they got in their taxi first. And even though they had the hotel card that said, please take me to this hotel in Mandarin, it looked like their driver and the Mm -hmm. guy who was in charge of the taxi queue were going back and forth about where it was truly and so the driver wasn't too confident so his lack of confidence didn't inspire confidence in anyone and so when they drove off kasha looked back at us in line and her
2: face was just it was a look of dread like i don't know fear. if i'll ever see you again
3: <laughs> she's driving away in the cab yeah
2: i'll never forget that look on her face like, like
3: where are we going yeah she was
2: genuinely scared she was
3: like Hands on the window, face looking out like, help me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And everyone in line laughed too. It was one of those moments where her facial expression transcended language and everyone got what she was saying. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) But we made it to the hotel just a few minutes after them, so. Exactly. We were right. all fine.
2: And yeah. that was our last day in China before we flew home, so real, real stellar way to end our time in China, Shanghai yes. Disney.
1: I know. What, what a great time in China, guys, all together. Episode three and this episode here,
2: awesome. Yes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, before we close out this episode, I do want to give a special shout out to my niece, Deja. Today is her birthday, so happy birthday, Deja. Happy
2: birthday. Happy birthday,
3: Deja. <laughs> <laughs> woo All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed going on this trip to Shanghai Disney with us.
2: Please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you want to hear, and tune in every Travel Tuesday, as always, for new episodes.
1: And I say this on every episode, if you are not already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Travel Squad Podcast.
0: Make sure to pack your bags and grab your passports. Next week, we are telling you how to survive a long-haul flight. Stay tuned
3: for that. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.